Lisa, Lisa, where were you? You missed the most incredible thing. Hi, Dad. I ate seven pounds of fudge. Wow. The man at the stand said it was a record. Wow. What else did you do, Dad? I rode the teacups. Then I got a little sick and I had to sit down. But then I rode them again. Four finger discount, dude. Welcome to Four Finger Discount, proudly brought to you by popculture.com.au. I am Dan. I am Mitch. Today we're here to review Lisa's Wedding, one of my favorite episodes of all time. Didn't make my top five in the book, but it's, I'd be in my top ten, I think. Uh, yeah, it's one that, I don't know, it's a weird one for me. I wouldn't put it necessarily in my top ten, but I still really, really, really like it. I think I more just hold it off, maybe because it's so far removed from the normal world of The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think I have any flashback episodes in my top ten either, to be fair. Mostly because I just kind of segment those in my brain and I think of them as standalones that they stand out because of how different they are. So, am I judging them fairly or am I just like, oh, yeah, that one, I got to see Bart with the five o'clock shadow, which I don't normally get to see. This was the first flash forward episode. It was, yeah. Do, do you think they did it justice in the sense that they made it feel real? Yes. They said it 15 years ahead. I think they did a great job making it futuristic but not over the top wacky. Yeah, some mean, shows like to do that. They set it in the future and they go over the top. There's aspects like the hologram tree, little things like that, the robots. Little things in the robots, but I do like that they even made fun of that with the Tin yeah. Man walking into the Wizard yeah, of Oz thing. that was great. I can't wait to see that play. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, very cool. There's, there's not much in this episode that makes you think back in 1995 that was too... That it couldn't of, have happened. Yeah, apart, yeah. Well, maybe the robots. I wasn't expecting android robots, like human humanoid robots in 1995. Not, not to that extent, but... Um, did you notice the Jetson sound effect on the cars on the that cars, they were throwing yeah, in? I cool. thought that was a pretty cool touch. Yeah, yeah, it was really good. What it does do very well, I think, is it, it puts all of the characters in a very different but very believable place for where yep. you'd expect them to be. Like, Mayor Quimby driving cabs, that makes sense to me. Yep. The fact that Otto has sort of graduated and, you know, he's now running his own mm-hmm. transport company. Like, it's a, it's a twist on the character that you know, but it's also kind of familiar. Everyone's um, changed, but Homer hasn't. No, Homer's well. He's got Same a job. couple bags under the eye. Oh, yeah, that's that's a great scene in the power plant where everyone has moved forward. Even the power plant itself has moved forward, but he's still doing the same thing. Millhouse oh, is he sort of the Smithers role now? Millhouse, who's the boss? Or oh, is Millhouse the no, boss? No, no, he's not a Smithers. Smithers is still Smithers because Burns is still yeah, like he's cryogenically yeah, I frozen. Yeah, he's I assume he's still a in charge. Yeah, he's just a supervisor, like uh, Sherry and Terry's he's, dad. He's what Grimes should have been. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you see they also planted here? The seed for Lisa becoming a vegetarian. I did see that. I never yeah. really picked up on yeah, that. Yeah, first ever reference to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, we mentioned last week, uh, Brendan, was it Brendan who sent this through that it was actually, they referenced uh, Bart becoming a lawyer, going to law school? Yeah, just doing this. I, I can't remember if it was Brendan, but it was the guy from Perth with the mullet <laughs> that you met and you had, yeah. had dinner with. Yeah. But yeah, so in Itchy and Scratchy movie. It is Brendan, future, sorry. Yeah, Brendan Campbell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in the future. Bart becomes the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Yeah. And this is Bart mentioning here that he's going to become going to law school. Can I, uh, before we get into the review, I've got to mention something that happened, by the way. I had to watch this episode in two parts because the first time I started watching it, I was way tireder than I realized. Okay. And the way I knew I was really tired is because I was going to, I was watching this in one room, TV's on in the other room. I've wandered out to get a drink. And the movie Logan Lucky was playing. Someone had that on DVD. And Hilary Swank pops up towards the on end DVD? of... DVD? Where were you? At my house. You still watch DVDs? Yes. 
What is this, 2010? I like a physical copy. <laughs> I watch Blu-rays. That's what I mean. Anyway, continue. Oh, well, <laughs> fuck. Okay, whatever. <laughs> I, I've, I still feel like there's an element of, I was watching it on Blu-ray, if you don't mind. Like, there's a bit of, while it's still the newest technology, I feel a little bit wanky saying that that's what I had. It's the newest technology. 4K is the newest. Oh, 4K still on a Blu-ray disc, isn't it? Uh, no, it's twice as clear as Blu-ray. I know it's better than Blu-ray, but is the is there any difference in the disc? As in... Well, a DVD looks like a Blu-ray, does it not? Might look like it, but it's not a Blu-ray. <laughs> I think there's twice as much space on the disc. I could be okay. wrong. I, I, who cares? Anyway, continue. It's beside the point. Yeah. The point is, I walk in, I see Hilary Swank on the screen, and I think to myself, Hilary Swank, I thought she died. And I was really taken aback. What? And then I remembered that I was thinking of her character, A Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> and that was when I went, all right, time to go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> Now we actually—I'm not sure—we actually promised this on the show, but we were going to get the wives on for this episode, weren't we? We were going to, but unfortunately, mine decided to abscond to the northern parts of the country. She was on the Gold Coast for a, a well for the last four or five days, so we weren't able to tie it up. But we are going to get them on to discuss both this episode and do a trivia, another trivia battle, possibly yeah. for a Patreon special. Yes, yeah, so for Patreon exclusive. Now, what did you think of the episode and the whole Homer Lisa dynamic here? It's really, really brilliant, and I love that the overall crux of the story is to teach Lisa to appreciate her family more. Yeah, I think everyone can relate to Lisa in this episode, and to an extent, I think we're all a little embarrassed about families. Um, I, I, I can see myself a lot, or at least a lot of Lisa in me. Growing up, I didn't have a great relationship with my father, not in the sense that we hated each other, but we, just had, we had nothing in common. Mm. Similar to Lisa and Homer, she doesn't hate her dad. I didn't have a great relationship with your father when we were growing up either, though, to no, be no, fair. No, he's not a good person, is no. he? <laughs> Kept throwing eggs at my house. <laughs> Didn't even know the man. But like, like you said, though, it teaches you to, whilst your family may, be, may annoy you sometimes, they're still your family and you should love them. Yeah, definitely. It, it does have that great um, moral underneath the story, which is probably my favourite part of the episode. I mean, A, it's very, very funny, but I do like that it, it's a nice little bit of subterfuge that you think you're just watching this love story, but it turns out that the greatest love that Lisa's yeah. ever going to have is that for her dad. Yep, yep. And that speech from Homer at the end. Oh, amazing. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I was going to write things down about it, then I was like, no, we're just going to play the clip, and yeah. that's all that matters. Yep, yep, yep. What was your favourite moment from the episode? Homer's triumphant joy of riding the teacups a second that's time. That's as well. The end. <laughs> that last 20 seconds of the episode is so great. Just Yardley's delivery of, I rode the teacups, wow. and then I got a little sick and I had to sit down. But then I rode them again. Yes. And the fist up in the air as he does it. It's almost like um, Simple Minds. like uh, Not Simple Minds. <laughs> Breakfast Club. Just don't you yeah. <laughs> forget about me. But it's also the case of in the first act, in the opening scene, Homer's mentioning how he's going to go on the rides and eat all the food, and Lisa looks at him with just sheer disdain and disgust because of this. Yeah. But then when he says it again at the end, she's like, oh, wow. She's really into it. Like, yeah. She's proud of him. And yeah. Goes, Tell me more, Dad. You know, it's just... One of my favourite endings of all time. New name for the episode. What uh, have you got for I've us this got week? Bride and Prejudice. Okay, that's a movie title already. Pride and Prejudice is a movie title. Thank and you very bride, much. And Bride and Prejudice. Is, is it? Film. I'm pretty sure. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure Bride and Prejudice is a film. Well, let's... We will soon find out. Find out. <laughs> it doesn't matter if what it is What this means film. is that you didn't copy that because you didn't know it existed. No, I had no idea it existed. Does oh, it exist? wow. It is a 2004 comedy drama. Yeah. What sitting on 64% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, good for but them. You, but you thought of it yourself. That's all that matters. I did think for, I've it got, for myself because uh, I'm not particularly <laughs> familiar with the works of Gurunda Chadha. No. Well, I've got Love Off the Cuff Link. That's not bad. Because they, they fall in love off the cuff. Off the cuff, yeah, yeah. And yep. a bit of a link. Yep. <laughs> and then there's a bit of a link. <laughs> so, trivia for this week. Mitch, you kick it off. I've got quite a few questions. Okay. Do you want me I've, to kick it off? I've you written more off. than I normally do. Yeah, you kick off. 
Uh, what was the death card hold? The the character on the death card. What was he holding? Ooh. So it wasn't his normal. Uh, what was it? A empty hourglass. Okay. Or at cool. the very least, it was solid white. But I'm assuming that means empty. What was the animal featured on the bad card? Which we at least I thought would have been good, but it's not. It's not a rabbit. It's nope. a squirrel. A happy squirrel. Happy yeah. squirrel. What feature, what new feature did the soy snack that uh, Hugh buys have? Stick? Soy pop? Nope. Nope. I mean, that's what I'm talking about, yes, but the stick was not the feature. It uh, now comes with a gag suppressant. Oh, nice. I've got how many kinds of meats does Homer plan to eat before Lisa goes? Eight. Eight, correct, yep. What was the name of Bart's demolition company? Ooh, not sure. Down with buildings. Down with buildings, cool. Throwback to Down Down with with homework. Homework. Is it throwback? It hasn't happened yet, Team Homer. Hmm. Little planting, planting the, the seed for <laughs> Down With Homework. <laughs> what book does Lisa want to get at the library that Hugh's already got? Uh, no. Ecosystem of the Marsh by Thompson. Gotcha. This is a pretty tough one. Mm-hmm. I might save it for later. Okay. What is Hugh's full name? <clears throat> Saint Jones. John. John. I'll give you a pass on that. Saint Hugh John. St. John. Alistair. Alistair. Parkfield Parkfield Well done Very well done (laughs) How many classic films Starring Jim Carrey Did they go see Uh, Four Forty Jesus Well it says forty Classic films Okay He can make you laugh With nothing more Than a flailing of his limbs Which uh, On Bart's tattoo Mm -hmm. Which eye Is Krusty wearing An eye patch over I'm gonna Take a stab And say The left I now need to double check. <laughs> so I wrote right, and I'm pretty sure I wrote that as being so you visually looking bar- at the right, like Krusty's right is what well, I was I'm, thinking. I'm thinking Krusty's left, so it would be if you're looking at me, this one here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, 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 yeah. So we're both thinking the same way. Yeah. Uh, let me jump on a Frinky Act because <laughs> I'm really concerned that I actually wrote it the wrong way. Yes, it is on his left yes. eye. Well done. <laughs> Where does Lisa stay? Well, when they're in the, in the dorm room, I'm assuming Hugh stays with his parents at the mansion. Mm. But you know when they're in the dorm room, they've got the Rolling Stones poster on the wall. Ah. What's that building called? It's got the sign at the front. Ah. It, oh, the Dra- Doctor and Mrs. Dre yes. building. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Hall. Yeah, yeah, same thing. Hall, okay. <laughs> uh, my final question is, what date was the wedding? Thinking, thinking, thinking. August 1st. Yes. Yes. Can you tell me what day of the week that was? Tuesday. Sunday. Sunday. Because it was married on Tuesday. Can I tell you something super impressive about the writers? Yes. So August first, two thousand and ten, was indeed a Sunday. That's and you just know that they made sure that happened, didn't Mm. it? Yeah. That's great. Yeah. What was playing at the theatre when... So, they've just got off at the airport into Springfield and they've gotten to the cab with Quimby. Yahoo Serious Film Festival. No. What, What is playing? Is it a normal movie or is it a McBain or something like that? I've never that? heard of it, but it's... it's oh, it does tell you. It's Julie Kavner in I'll Do Anything. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's, <laughs> well, okay, so that's a joke about, like, from an actor or actress point of view that never says no, so you, yes. you'll do anything. Yep, yep, yep. What year did Otto's Cab Co. begin? It said established on the sign. 2003. Nailed it. Yep. And which... I think I skipped any question. And finally, which child went on to become a sideshow? Now, you see this... Sideshow Ralph? Ralph Wiggum. Yep. Yes, well done. All I right. paused that to see if there were any real celebrities in there and they were all just made-up names or people from a couple of references. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
All right, before we get into the full review, I need to plug a couple of people. Big Roddy's Ripping Rib Shack, located in Brisbane. If you want the best meat taste, what, say best barbecue meats? Yeah. Yeah, best Certainly barbecue, the best meats, barbecue in meats in Brisbane. Go to Big Roddy's Ripping Rib Shack. If you're a Simpsons fan, you're going to love it because the guy that runs the place, Henry, he is a huge Simpsons fan and there are Simpsons references throughout the entire restaurant. You can find their website. It's BigRoddy'sRibs.com. Big Roddy's Ripping Rib Shack. Make sure you get there if you are in Brisbane. And also, there's a book you guys should be checking out. It's available online. Don't forget the code before we get to the book. Oh, yeah, shit. Do Don't not forget, forget the code. The That's code. the most important part. Exactly. If you, you are a Four Finger Discount fan, what should you be doing, Mitch? a discount at, 10%. Uh, at the Rib Shack by saying in your best Lenny impression, it's a secret. It's a secret. If you say that, it doesn't have to sound like Lenny. Just say that and yep. you will get yourself 10% off of your... I'm not sure if it includes... Don't uh, be that, offended if the waiter tells you to shut up. And it does include alcohol. How awesome is that deal? Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, that is a great deal. So go to Big Roddy's Rippin' Rib Shack and get yourself some 10% cheaper food and drinks. Also, there's a book you should be checking out. It's called The Fictionals and the Book Club Rebellions by our mate Preston T. Francis. available online on websites such as Barnes & Noble's. This is what the book's about. School has never been easy for Timothy Spear. He's had his share of strict teachers, bullies, mean girls, and stressful amounts of homework. If that's not enough, he and his two best friends are labeled as the nerdy trio by the whole school. But his junior year of high school... Oh, no! I know, right? But his junior year of high school might be his toughest yet after he learns a dark secret. Some of the students aren't real. I want to know more. Well, they're fictional. Coming from a world where fiction is fact, literature's greatest villains have banded together and have invaded our non-fictional world. They may well look like ordinary high school students, but in secret, they are monsters, witches, and other villains in disguise with plans to take over the world. They may not be the most popular kids on campus, but the nerdy trio may be the only hope of stopping this true-to-life fictional Did evil. Did pay for 30 seconds or three minutes? Uh, three minutes and 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> you know what I read that's more exciting than that, Dando? What's that? Nothing. <laughs> And finally, they've read about heroes. Now the nerdy trio will learn what it means to be a hero when they step up to defend their world, joining forces with a mysterious new girl. They will find magical items, face great danger, and learn about the dark history of their school, all in their mission to bring about the end of the fictionals. All of this, this seems like too much for one book. I know, it's just fantastic, isn't it? So the fictionals and the book club rebellion, make sure you get yourself a copy. So, Lisa's Wedding, the original air date was March 19th, 1995. The chalkboard gag, I will not strut around like I own the place in the couch gag. The couch springs the family off, lodging their heads into the ceiling. That always makes me a bit sad, actually. It reminds me of Goose in Top Gun. Okay. The, ba- the like, <laughs> ejection that goes wrong. That's such a heartbreaking moment. It's not good, such, is it? I mean, for a movie that's just like all Kenny Loggins and explosions, and then suddenly it. they lay that on you halfway through the film. Yeah, you're not I, expecting it. No, you feel every bit as sad as Tom Cruise in that moment. <laughs> Swimming out there through the parachute, just and that you know what it is. It's the guy that comes in to rescue him, and just that, sir. You gotta let go. You gotta let him go, sir. No subtext whatsoever in that movie, but still, like you just your heart bleeds for Maverick. Like, no, you don't want to let him go. Yeah. Tell so him. I don't like seeing my Simpsons parachuted off it or ejected off into roofs. Well, skip that couch gag next time, Mitch. I'm gonna have to. <laughs> How does the episode kick off? Can you remember? Where are they? They're at a fair. Well, they're somewhere in the Southeast Ocean and <laughs> Tom Cruise is ready in the Alert 5 aircraft. Yes, that is correct. The Springfield Renaissance Fair. Yes. Smithers, uh, Smithers and Flanders are doing a battle, just beating the shit out of Smithers. Oh, yeah. You don't expect it to be Flanders, do you? No, you don't. But he really... Like, it, it does make sense at the same time, as you've spoken about with like Flanders being ripped, that he just... Destroys him. Yeah, Smithers gets absolutely annihilated. Well, Marge is all a doctor. Marge is happy to see that there's a, a loom over there. She hmm. weaves. Was it high Bart? I'm high Bart. I'm, I'm weaving, weaving on, on a loom. loom. Yeah. <laughs> Homer is then looking at the pig that as it's rotating. This is that's my first laugh out loud moment of the yeah. show. <laughs> Just the shit. The fact that he sort of turns with it 
and then obviously can't go 360. So, so then back. he waits and then snaps his head back to the other side <laughs> to turn again. I love it when he calls Oh, fair, the maiden sweet of the maiden spit. Of spit. <laughs> she, just, she just doesn't give a shit. Well, she, she requests that he speaks to her. Yeah. In, what's it called? Ye old, ye old English. Ye old English, and he does. Lisa is just disgusted by Homer. He's eating the pig. We're sort of like we said, the first hint of vegetarianism. She doesn't like the fact yep. that he's eating the pig. Well, just making a, a kind of a glutton and mess of himself, himself in general. Exactly. I don't think she's... At that age, she's not judging him for eating meat. She's just judging him for... Being an oaf. Being... Yeah, for his largesses. Yep. She says, I'm going to go to the first aid and get them to get the stomach pump ready because she knows what's going to, what this is going to result in. She stops by Wiggum's tent, though. He's just he's right into this, isn't this he? This is hilarious. <laughs> Behold, the rarest of the rare, the mythological two-headed hound, born with only one head. Ooh, and here, out of the myths of history, the legendary Esquilax, a horse with the head of a rabbit and the body of a rabbit. Oh, it's galloping away. Here, buddy, buddy. Here, buddy. Here, Esquilax. I saw this as a kind of, because she sort of goes into the forest, it's like an Alice in Wonderland kind of parody. She follows the white rabbit down the hole. Maybe not parody, but... Not parody, you, but... You, uh, an homage to homage it. Yeah, yeah. To an extent. Yep, yep. So she finds the fortune teller. Which is, they don't really explain why the fortune teller's there. It's just... No, well, they, they need gypsies to go with the, the travelling renaissance Yeah, fan. yeah, it's true. That makes sense. Like, fortune tellers would be at that sort of... Fortune tellers are everywhere because... Yeah. People love giving away their money to charlatans and frauds. No. Neither. I know people who have been to them. You know, the single worst thing that I think I see on my Facebook feed? John Edwards. <laughs> no, it's... Can anyone recommend a good fortune teller? There are no good or bad. They're all lying to you. Who, who's Every better at lying? one of them. Who's that more convincing? Like, oh, I saw this one. And, like, she was really good. She was bang on the money. Like, she told me I was going to crave sugar. And, like, four and a half months later, after I'd been on a diet, I craved sugar. It was crazy. How would she know? Have you ever watched the John Edwards fails on YouTube? It's yeah, amazing. I've watched several. The of way he tries to talk himself yeah. out of it. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. My favorite one was not John Edwards, but it was on a live studio audience. Oh, Australian my God. TV. How bad is that? Channel 10. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's there talking about how, um, like, the woman just stonewalls him so badly, but not, like, they want to believe, but he just keeps screwing up. And as he goes through, there's one point where she mentions that, he, uh, that their mother was Catholic or something like that. Now, firstly, it's going out there, and I'm getting a sense of Catholic or Christian. Someone's a Catholic or a Christian. Yeah, real difficult One to go on in a room yeah, full yeah. of white people. But anyway, when um, so they established that, and he's like, and there's a picture of the Virgin Mary. Someone was hanging the, the Virgin Mary, and she's like, well, yeah, it's quite common that Catholics would have the Virgin Mary. <laughs> just, just like... Like, he's Sean Tate steaming in with 150k an hour Thunderbolt going, this'll get her. And <laughs> she's just got pop block. <laughs> it's like Shane Warne. And put down. <laughs> you know when you're playing Shane Warne? Oh, Shane Warne cricket. Like the, <laughs> the, the video game. In the air. In the air <laughs> and dropped. A dolly. Alrighty. For those international listeners, that's Brian Lara Brian cricket. Lara cricket if you're from the UK or anywhere else yes. in the world. Yeah. Or... Not for sale if you're from America. What? Surely oh, that, okay. that, that game never went over to the States. <laughs> oh, maybe. They've got cricket teams in the US. Yeah, very, very small. I'd be very, very, very surprised if Brian Lara Cricket was making it out there in like 98. I'm sure there was one Australian out there or one Indian or one U uh, English person. No? Oh, they might have been Imported there. Imported it to the country. Oh, yeah, possibly. Yeah. <laughs> Illegal copies. That yes, was yes, yes, yes. Anyway, so Lisa has found the fortune challenge. She says she's going to tell Lisa the story of her first love. She goes through the cards. The happy squirrel is not good. 
for some reason. No, Happy Squirrel is not good. The death card, good. Yes, it means change. Good. They flash forward to 2010. So the episode, they pigeonholed themselves to an extent where they had to pick. They couldn't go too far ahead, could they? Because Lisa has to well, be in college. Love. Yeah, she's yeah, got to yeah. be at the right age. Yeah, yeah. So you can forgive them for that. Is there is one thing that I, I didn't, not that I don't like this episode for, but it, I feel like the, the relationship between Hugh and Lisa was a little rushed. They met each other. And then how long were they together before they proposed? And they're getting married? Yeah, I suppose. Let's assume we hadn't a been couple s- months. Yeah, if that had it really like, no look it's feasible that there's a couple months worth of time that went by I suppose because we didn't have, never saw the Simpsons prior to no so you've got no idea how long she was you know yeah, I guess for. so yep 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 there's no real way around that like they, they can't show a massive there's no real room for a montage no. of dating or anything like no. that and it probably wouldn't have oh they might it. have been able to fit it in all you know is they're young and in love yeah yeah people do stupid shit all the time Nicola did marry me yeah <laughs> <laughs> matter of hours <laughs> so they're in 2010 and you mentioned this before kick it off with the, the Wizard of Oz take off where you think it's you think it's robots in yeah. the future walking down the street yeah street. like it's the world the 2010 the world is very different and the first thing we see is an army of tin men walking down the street <laughs> with real ominous music like the score really sells that joke which and I like the sky is always a ready colour as well because the yeah. showrunners felt that the atmosphere would have been fucked by then yeah the threat <laughs> yeah the threat of nuclear holocaust yeah. basically looms large yeah um but then, yeah, like we get that just, I really want to see that play yeah. as just, uh, you know, the world's not, it's the same. It's different, but it's still the same. Yeah. yeah. And we get the hologram tree in memory of a, a real tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lisa bumps into Hugh at the water. It's where they first meet. Yeah, I guess like you could a little say. drinking bubbler. Yep. He eats the last soy pop. So yep. he's, just, he's just annoying her. I loved the sound effect of him eating the soy pop yeah. in the elevator. Yes. In particular. It's like, as she, it's like smug. It's she's like walking up she's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> Should we point out, by the way, Hugh played by Mandy Patinkin? Yes, who of the Princess know, Bride fame? Yes, exactly. Or one of the. Is s- done anything recently, or is he still with us? What did he do sure. that Joe Montana was? Um, they were on a show, Crime really? Something or no, Other, not Criminal Minds. Yes. Okay, I'm pretty sure Mandy Patinkin was on Criminal Minds at some point. Well, Joe's still on the show. Yeah, Joe's so he might have. Joe might have taken over from Mandy. Mm, then we looked it up. I think Joe was on it from the start. Was he not? With those shows, I don't think anyone was on it from the start. I think Vincent D'Onofrio was on all of them to begin with, oh, no, and no, then no. he Mar- passes the role off. Marissa's always been on uh, SVU. Mandy. Oh, dear. Mandy Patinkin regrets criminal minds. It was destructive to my soul. To his soul? Yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> Why? Tell me more. Um, <laughs> it's working out well I think he was. I think he was on it early. Like He was on there for yeah, the first yeah. couple of seasons. Okay. The biggest public mistake I ever made was that I chose to do Criminal Minds in the first place, Patinkin said. I thought it was something very different. I never thought they were... Oh, dear. I never thought they were going to kill and rape all these women every night, every day, week after week, year after year. I've not watched Criminal Minds, no. so I was not prepared for that sentence to go in that direction. I certainly hope he's talking about scripted events on the show. Yes, with the way Hollywood's going at the moment, who knows? <laughs> yes. <laughs> not that it's a laughing matter, by any means. But I thought Criminal Minds would be just about murders. I thought they saved all that stuff for us for you. Well, that's what I... Anyway. Moving on swiftly. So, that's why Patinkin did not like that. He's more than hangy, more than happy to be seeking revenge against the six-fingered man, but he does not want to be seeing innocent women brutalized, even in a fictional context. Exactly. Who does? So, then, Lisa goes to the library. <laughs> Apparently, Joe Montaigne is all for it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lisa's still going strong. <laughs> Lisa goes to the library, asks for the book, but Hugh's already taken it out. This was another great reveal, where she thinks it's Hugh, turns around, it's an old guy. Yeah. Thanks for holding my book for me. <laughs> While I tied my shoes. What do, you, what do you think of his performance, by the way, of Hugh? Oh, he's perfect. Yeah. It, it, it went for, he tried to go for like a Hugh Grant yeah. aspect. Yeah. This is like a 
a less a less stuttering version of Hugh Grant. There is stuttering in there though. A not little, not, a little not bit. as much. Not as much. No, but he's just got that. We've said smug. He's, he can just tell that he thinks he's above Lisa mm. and all of her family. Everyone's just beneath him. But yeah. he doesn't come out and say it. No. He just does it in a really great roundabout way. Kind of like how you are with other people. There's a lot of me in this character. <laughs> Might have. Maybe I watched this episode more than I realized when I was a kid and that became very informed. Your middle name is Hugh? Uh, my, my middle name is St. John Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> so then she goes over and she says, that, that was my book. It's kind of petty of Lisa. I get it. You wanted a book, yeah. but he got there first. He got there first. Bad luck. <laughs> so fuck you. <laughs> anyway, so they go he, They go to outread each other. I love the challenge here, the throwdown. Yeah. I read it a 78. Right here. Right here. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get a dictionary why. You'll see when you get there. <laughs> Finish this page. Ages ago. I'll get a dictionary. Why? You'll see when you get there, the word's stochastic. Pertaining to a process involving a randomly determined sequence of observations. Ha ha ha. First they hate each other, now all of a sudden they love each other. It doesn't make any sense to me. Of course not, you're a robot. This is a pretty good moment of the self-actualization of the robot. Yes. Of course you do, you're a robot. (laughs) And it's the first time we realize they are robots. Uh, they just look yeah. like humans. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. They go on the Jim Carrey um, movie marathon date, as we mentioned before. Yep. Um, we get the the, the 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 vegetarian reference comes in here, so it's a little moment of them like sharing things and realizing that they have the same interests. Then we get the like one of the first kind of futuristic advanced jokes of the new design of aeroplanes, mm-hmm. which have got like twelve wings and some sort of I don't know um, spring system. It's like the, 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 the original plane. Yeah, like the Wright brothers. <laughs> A Wright Brothers plane had sex with the Boeing 747. On steroids, yeah. And this yeah. is what came out. Big band with a digital clock. Yeah. Uh, but the reason they're on the plane is obviously to get to Hughes, uh, to Parkfield Manor where yes. the, we first meet Hugh's parents. And Lisa, she always liked to, She always felt like she was the most proper of the Simpson family. But mm. here, she feels like a fish out of water, doesn't she? Yeah, because she's nowhere near that proper. Yeah, well, she doesn't understand British humour. Yeah. Beautiful dinnerware, Mrs. Parkfield. Thank you, Lisa. They were made for the finest family in Britain. I don't know how we ended up with them. Uh-oh. Should I laugh? Was that dry British wit or subtle self-pity? Ooh, they're staring at me. Better respond. Ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. <laughs> oh, it's good to hear a boisterous American laugh. And I love that painting. Judging by the clothes, I'd say 17th century. Actually, Lisa, it's just Uncle Eldred. Oh, get me brain medicines from the National Health. Then Hugh proposes. Mm. Doesn't rush around at all, does he? Doesn't, doesn't muck around. Doesn't muck around, I should say. He does rush around. But he tries to make it as American as possible with the fireworks. Yep. Notice here, I know it's an American show, but he is British. So the word honour should have had a U. Ah, I did not notice that. But you are correct. But maybe he was just trying to make it feel at home. Uh, but let's, let's go with that. Because if they've gone to the effort of checking the date of the 1st of August 2010 I'd like to think that they know that honour is spelled with a U overseas maybe it would have is it spelled with a U in the UK I know it's spelled yeah, with a U yeah, yeah it yeah, is yeah. maybe it's more just that it would have been too many people in their own country where their main target audience is would have gone the hell they've misspelled a word yep, yep, and they yep. didn't want to deal with that the fireworks don't work so plan B is the cow the cow's pretty great. As cheap and obvious <laughs> as possible. Has anyone ever been proposed to in that way? Has any Simpsons fan hung a sign that says, marry me off a cow? Ooh, I think I've seen a photo. I think I've posted a photo of that once. 
I'm pretty sure. Well, I want to meet some people. It would be a great way. Write in mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. If you've, I want to hear about how you guys have proposed. If it's Simpsons related, that'd be cool, wouldn't mm. it? Any Simpsons related proposals? Any Simpsons, what, yes, Simpsons proposals. Mailbag at fourfingerdiscount.com.au. We'll read them out on next week's show. So Lisa obviously agrees and they are now engaged. The robots then melt again because they start crying. Yeah. With tears of joy this time. Come back from commercial and Lisa has now called Marge. This is sort of, this was, this was way before Skype. So they sort of got, they got this right. Yeah, well, they're not the first people to have video phones though. That is true. I, I mean, back to the future. Part two had video phones. I'm sure there's been other ones. Of course, might be fly, yeah. I liked the anachronism that they've got the video phone, but it's still a rotary dial. <laughs> Given that, that even in the, the Simpsons household, they already have a push-button phone. Yeah, I didn't even notice that. <laughs> she, uh, Lisa says, oh, we shouldn't over, um, go over the fact that uh, they tease Homer's death here in a really cool way. If only your father was still with us. Long pause. pause with the head down. But he just left for work. Yes, yeah, yeah. And then she asked Marge to make sure that Homer doesn't interfere with the wedding, but she has her fingers crossed. Yeah. Mum, video phone. <laughs> what is it? A touch of the rheumatiz. <laughs> and then, the, whew, mum, video phone. <laughs> then she calls Bart and tells him all about it. This, this is call was purely just to inter, uh, introduce, introduce Bart. us to Bart. The fact yeah. that he works as, what would you call him? Destruction? Plant operator? He's not a plant operator. He just knocks down buildings. He's working he? plant and machinery. Plant, a plant operator. Plant equipment. Is that not plant equipment? Isn't there a word for a, a job title for people that just knock down buildings? Delinquent. <laughs> <laughs> we mentioned before, so the the montage, or the not the montage, but the sequence basically running through the power plant showing robots are in charge now, yeah. Lenny and Carla are in the boardroom and Homer's still sitting there in the same control room in Sector 7G with the same lunchbox. But now, Mr. Milhouse is his boss. <laughs> I really enjoy the fact that Homer is so happy for Lisa. He's really excited by yeah, the fact that she's is. getting married. Yeah. He's, he's still her little... She's still his little girl. He, throughout this entire episode, he is a great father. Mm. I, I even he, love the look on his face when Milhouse threatens to write his evaluation. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's the best. But throughout the entire episode, Homer is he's happy for Lisa. He built the room so they can stay in it. Yeah. He, um, he's happy Not well, have, but he tried. No, but yeah, exactly. He tries throughout the entire yeah. episode. We also get the sort of the first reference here. He's mentioned Milhouse of the... of. Him and Lisa are actually dating. Yeah, and they reference that later where she's on. Like, I'm sorry, it's just not. Um, I, I don't, don't ever see myself ever getting married. That's what gets him angry. Yeah, yeah. you kind of feel sorry for Milhouse. He's always loved her. Mm. Well, we'll get to it later on. But yes. he, he had his chance. <laughs> <laughs> he did indeed. Everyone's house is now updated in Evergreen Terrace, except for the Simpsons. Well, it is updated. It's just got wood. Yeah, attachments. <laughs> <laughs> it's not futuristic at all. Homer then tells Maggie to get off the get phone. Get off the phone. Will that girl ever shut up? Yeah. Yep. That's the first... And this is another one of those jokes that I like about you taking characters into the future yeah. and you're playing with the expectation of what we think those characters should be. Yep, yep, yep. Marge has obtained a court order to prevent Homer from playing the wedding. <laughs> Race through it. Well, this all seems in yep, order. Yep. I'll be at most. <laughs> Res- Where he wanted to have the reception. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. But I, I thought he said it was going to be on Monday or Tuesday unless a, a fewer drunks. Was that... That's why oh, I said Tuesday. Is that why he said that? Yeah, okay. He, yeah, I think he did say that. We'll have it on a Monday. There'll be fewer drunks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Then the residents start receiving their invitations from Marge and Homer because Lisa's mm-hmm. still in the UK. She yep. can't be sending the invitations. They didn't have... Have you ever used Moonpig? Moonpig? So, Moonpig is... Doesn't a, sound legal. It, well, it is. If, if you have friends Moon or... Moonpig. <laughs> if you have time friend, to be alive. If you have friends or family that live overseas, you go on this website called Moonpig mm-hmm. and they will create a card for you and send it to them. So rather than mailing a card from here and sending it over there, you go on the website, they yep. create it, and they're based in the UK. 
So what, you put all the addresses in and they send it off? Yeah. Okay. So they've got bases all around. So they've got one in Australia. Oh, one shout out to Moonpick. Yeah, moonpick.com. <laughs> <laughs> so the people who start receiving the invitations include Smithers. And he's plus one. He wants to bring Mr. Burns, who is it's frozen at the moment. Yeah, cryogenically frozen, trying to recover from 17 stab wounds in the back. They're up to 15. Yay! Then Skinner gets it. Nice touch with his hair, balding at the back. Yeah, that is pretty cool. Yeah. And like he's and nice. And the fact that he's still the principal. Yeah, that's true. And But like he has that... He clearly remembers Lisa fondly, which I like. Yeah. Like he wa- looks back at that warmly and then walks into Miss Hoover. Like, was it the only girl that could graduate at a... Eighth grade level? That's Eighth grade rating yeah, something level? Like something like that. The only successful shoot besides Martin, but unfortunately he perished. Not quite. Yeah. Yet. This is my one letdown of the show. I didn't like silly. Martin's voice. No, I didn't care about it. I, I, the Phantom of the Opera thing was fine. It was just that I couldn't imagine Martin Prince growing up and speaking like that. Well, he would. Everyone, he's not going to have a high-pitched voice. Mm, not yet, my love. Like, no. Nah, nah. The way he spoke. Not buying yeah, it. Yeah, the it way he spoke. It didn't... It didn't fit in with his younger version. You're right. It, yeah, it didn't didn't feel like Martin at all. No. Of all, yeah, of all the characters on this show, Martin feels the most non-Martin, mm. non like. I mean, obviously, he's Phantom of the Opera, but that's fine. But I still would have just. There could have been a, because he's so squeaky. He's like to the observatory. Yeah. Like he's up there, whereas this is just very much. It's unrecognizable to the way he is as a kid. Yeah, that's true. Lisa and Hugh then arrive at the airport in Springfield. Hang on. Hang on. Pepsi. Pepsi, okay, Trombicula, we can't skip over Trombicula. Let's not get too carried away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now turn to the next problem. If you have three Pepsis and drink one, how much more refreshed are you? You, the redhead in the Chicago school system? Pepsi? Partial credit. You happy? I played it. It's (laughs) funny every time. Partial credit. (laughs) Partial credit. Good old Phil Hartman. It's just the best. It's great. You just insert him in for 40 seconds. Two words, partial credit. That's not funny on paper. No, but the, just delivers it with so much enthusiasm. Yeah. Then Lisa and Hugh are on their way to... So Hugh can meet the Simpson family. Mm. I, I forgot they got married in Springfield. So did I, actually. Yeah. yeah. I always just assumed they got went back to the UK. Anyway, so they come to Springfield and Quimby picks them up in Otto's cab service. Mm. Lisa here... What, what, you got, they don't explain so why you got indicted. the Jetsons effect as well, by Yeah, the way. true, yeah. <laughs> they didn't explain why you got indicted, did Lisa? Or she just say you used to be Mayor Quimby? But, yeah, I don't think they say why, but I mean, you'd assume tax fraud or oh, something like that. Yeah, because she says you used to be mayor, and he's like, no, 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 I never used to be the mayor. Then Otto says, yeah, you indicted. Get you indicted. Get you indicted, bubble. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, he, and, he, and like you said, you can actually believe that Quimby would have been indicted and he would end up and doing he's, this. And he's had a bad run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the. I cut the ribbon at that. I cut the ribbon at that convention centre. Yep. Homer then raises the flag, making an effort here. Hugh's arriving. Makes UK. an effort, just yes. happens to set it on fire. What was that it, a happen? bug catcher that it catches fire? Yeah, or? Flanders bug catcher, I think. Flanders bug catcher, okay. Yeah, I think it's over the fence. Maybe it's Homer's. But yeah. in, the, in any case, it's a bug catcher. Poor manure on it. Yeah. I love Mandy P- uh, Patinkin's delivery of, Still warm. Yeah. <laughs> He's trying so hard to keep it contained. A bit dramatic. I mean, if someone did that to an Australian flag, would you cry? No, I wouldn't, but I don't. I, at, at the risk of alienating some people, I don't attach any semblance of my personality or our country's personality to the flag. America, I think, is a very different country. Oh, in America, that, for sure, yeah. I mean, the, the national anthem is about the flag. Whereas here, I don't think anyone died for a flag in wars. I think people died for the country, and I separate those two things. That'd be me. But I do see national pride, and I understand that... Oh, people did die other, for this flag. 
No one, no, no one, no one dies for the way the flag looks. Not for it. No looks. one's going out because they go, oh, fucking Southern Cross. Jeez, yeah. I love that star formation. I'm going to lay my life down. They're going down because they've got a family back in Van Diemen's Land that they don't want to be invaded by the Japanese or whatever. Yep. Thank you for not saying what I was going to say. It's got to slip back into the time um, and uh, and speak accordingly. But no. Um, yeah, so I that's I feel like it's a too simplistic thing, but I do understand that there are people that feel that way and that to destroy a flag is to be disrespectful, blah, blah, blah. I just love the fact that Homer covers it in compost and then still hands it to him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Here's what's left of it. Here they come. Raise the flag. <clears throat> oh, Lisa. Yo, you. Here's a little bit of U.S. hospitality. What do you think of that? Dad! Ah! <laughs> now throw compost on it! Uh, enjoy. Oh. Still warm. Come back from commercial and Homer shows them the new room that he's built and Hugh falls through the floor. Even Homer's little don't tell the building inspector. Yeah, don't tell it's, it's them it's a room. It's not a room. It's a yeah. window box. <laughs> Hall falls, uh, Hugh falls yeah. through the floor, lands on the compost. Be it here. Run a bath. Yes. <laughs> he he tries really hard. Yeah. But he, he never loses his temper. But he shouldn't have to. Oh, come he on. Sh- That's a pretty rough introduction. If you... Okay. If you... If Ash's family were like the Simpsons in this episode, would you... Are you saying that you... And I've yeah, seen yeah. you... In extreme stressful situations, yeah. you've fallen through a floor, a second story oh, floor. No, I mean, in this situation, you're just going fine. to calmly sit there and go run a bath. What? Well, that's that's that's, <laughs> that's not like Homer's fault. It is, but no, it's not. But what I mean is, like, he never, he just can press it. He just contains all of his natural reaction because he wants to be polite. He yeah. wants to get through that. Well, or in his mind. It's just a one and done. Once this is over, we mm. can leave and never come back again. That's what that's what he's thinking. Yeah, that's what's revealed later. Yeah. It doesn't feel like that at the beginning, though. It feels like that thing of, okay, I'm going to try to like these people and make an impression. Yep. Okay. There's elements here of Father of the Bride, actually, which I like. Yeah. Do you like those Just throwing that out there that I really enjoy Father of the Bride. <laughs> Do you like Steve Martin? I thought you didn't like Steve Martin. No, I like Steve Martin. Mm, must be someone else. I, I could have sworn you said you didn't with... like Steve Martin. I, no. thought, I thought we had a discussion once and you said you didn't like Steve Martin... Because I was comparing him with Leslie Nielsen. You said, no, Leslie Nielsen's good, Steve Martin's not. No, somebody I've else. never said such a thing. Okay, because I love, love Steve, Steve Martin. Because Steve Martin's great, especially the one with John Candy. What is it? The uh, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Yeah, fucking fantastic. Anyway, so. Four fucking wheels in a seat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're at the dinner table and they're eating like the Simpsons, eating like pigs. Just mm. And Marge tells them to eat politely. And what I don't like is that Lisa is sort of, I understand she's embarrassed, but she's sort of forcing them to be some people that they're not. Back when I was younger, I would... I, honestly, I didn't bring girls home because I was embarrassed that they would meet my dad and not want to come back. And that's being brutalized. Right. Okay. Because I, 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 the way I saw my dad was the way Lisa saw her dad at the start of the episode. Yep. But I, I sort of learnt that, well... And I liked Nicola. I was like, well, if I bring her home and she wants to come back, then she's a keeper. Yep. And she wanted to come back. <laughs> but the, the family are trying to... Uh, Pretend to be someone that they're not to make sure that Hugh... You kind of figure this is going to be your new son-in-law. You don't want to just completely ruin it. But if you have to be yourself eventually. Yeah, eventually. But no one wants to be themselves straight away. 
Don't they? I guess not. No. We never ourselves on the first day. You never want to be the worst version of yourself straight away. Have you ever been the worst version of yourself in front of Ash yet? Um, what is the worst version know. of I, Mitch? Like, I once was a combination of drunk and unwell and had to take a dump in a gutter. Like, that was a pretty what? low... What? <laughs> that was a pretty low moment. Was it the one where you had, you had to crawl home? No, I didn't have to crawl home. Like, I was able to... There was one where you said that you were drunk and you had to crawl home and Tom had to come rescue you? No, no, no. Um, I, I didn't crawl home. I threw up and I had to crawl forward to get out of the vomit. And then Greeny came and rescued me and yeah. I should have had my stomach pumped. That was a real bad That was a real bad night. No, this was a different occasion. Um, you took a dump in the gutter. I didn't mean to, but it was just one of those what? things of like... I mean, okay, yeah, so I meant to at the time that it was happening. But it was either now or never, like you uh, had to do it. it yeah, it, it wasn't a choice. It was a case of, well, it's either happening. happening. It's Yeah, it's happening. Let's make the best of a bad situation. You just yell, it's happening! <laughs> oh, I didn't yell anything. <laughs> just tried to get, try to finish it. But like what what's brilliant is that uh, I love Daniel Kitson and I can very much relate to something that he said where he talks about how the sum of people... You know, like you, you can't judge someone based on 15 seconds of action and that sort of thing. He's like, for example, I have shit in the street, but I don't shit in streets. <laughs> I did it once. Yeah. <laughs> Run in. What's the so worst anyway, thing you've no, done on a street? Lisa's ne- uh, Lisa. Ash has never seen me at that moment. This is where Bart mentions that he wants to go to law school. Mm-hmm. He pretty much just explains his job, what he's going to do with his life, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's got his 10 point plan. Nancy's uh, voice here. Great. Older Bart. But I find that in the later future episodes and later seasons, the voice doesn't change. It's just what a, yeah. it's, a, it's a slightly deeper version of the, of the younger Bart. This just sounds like a man, yep. Bart, you know? And they've given him the same five o'clock shadow that Homer's got. I really like that. That was yeah. a nice touch. Yep, yep, yep. Because they don't do that to Bart in the later episodes, these later future ones. The son becomes the father. And the father, the son. Happy? Very. <laughs> <laughs> it's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy, you're still young, that's your fault. <laughs> There's so much you have to know, uh, go through. You sound like a leprechaun. <laughs> that's how he sings it. <laughs> Find a girl. Homer tries to tell... Settle down. Homer tries to talk to you and he says... I've got Currently a- in the country. I'll just throw that out Is there. Is he really? Yeah. All right, cool. He'd be a good concert to see, I reckon. Be quite, maybe he could be. You know, I saw his, uh, I think it's his Instagram or Twitter handle was Yusuf Cat Stevens. He's having a Bob each way now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the best of. So it's before He's Yusuf. Too. So before Yusuf. Oh, yeah, Yusuf okay. Cat, yeah. yeah. So Homer wants to tell some American jokes The pull my finger. Oh, we've mm. got that one back in England. <laughs> pull my finger. <laughs> Lisa uh, interferes. This is where she brings up the, I'm going to get my wedding dress fitted. Maggie, do you want yep. to come with me? Maggie goes to speak. Yeah. Cut off again. Don't talk with your mouthful. Hugh is just being polite here because Homer says, do you want to come for uh, a drink? Because he knows, he knows in his head, I'm only going to be here just once. I might as well make an effort. Yep. And Lisa says, no, you don't want to go, you don't want to go. And Hugh says, of course, I'll, I'll go. Let's go for a drink. Then Homer takes him out. They're drinking at Moe's. And this is where we get the, you actually made this gag to one of our listeners. Is Mike, was that his name? He's at the- Yeah, I wrote it in his book when yeah. I signed it. Thanks for saving our ass in World War Three. Yes. Yeah. Hopefully, we're going to be catching up with the Ashes. Oh, Ashes, by the way, Australia. Yeah, yeah. Well played. Yeah, great start. Yeah. Um. Not to derail it too much by cricket, but Shane Warne in the Herald Sun today had published in his three-point plan for England to be able to succeed in the remaining test matches. You know what point number two was? What? In its entirety, work out a way to get out Steve Smith. Genius fucking strategy, Shane. Yeah. Well done, sir. <laughs> it's like saying, 
you know, you flash back 15 years. How do we win? Uh, we've got to work out a way to not get out to Shane Warne. Or, or just maybe an idea of what that is. How do we win? First of all, we need to make sure we hit the most runs. Yeah. <laughs> Homer, this is where Homer gives him the cufflinks because it means a lot to him. Yeah, it's one of his few, like the few sort of family traditions. It's sort of, and he, he he's sort of opening himself up here for being laughed at because it's, it's kind of silly, but it means a lot to him. So, he's sort of opening himself up and saying, look, I'd really appreciate it if you did this. And Hugh just humors him. You think at this point in time that Hugh's actually being a genuine guy, but... He's just by the end. He's just a dick. Hmm. Do you agree that he's a dick by the end of the episode? Yeah, yeah, straight up. Bart isn't having a brawl with virtual weapons. We're almost at virtual. Well, yeah, VR is coming yeah. along leaps and bounds over the last we, few months. We can't feel it yet. No, but that's that- only an electrode or two away. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't think I want to play virtual reality when it, if it can shock you. Um, if, you, if you're playing a shooting game hmm. and you get shot and you got shot in the game and you got zapped would you want to maybe play not that? a zap but be kind of cool to get like a bit of haptic feedback just, just like a pressure or yeah, something so, so you can feel where you've been shot yeah I'd be up for that I think I could dis- I, I, I'm pretty sure I can disassociate myself enough to know that it's still not real but it'd be kind of cool I've never actually played the, have you played VR on the Playstation I've yet to do it not on the Playstation no I've what, what have you played, played Oculus Rift up Good. in Melbourne yeah it is um, it, like you do very quickly forget your surroundings Really? Where I think I went to, like, I'd forgotten that I'd spun around and I knew I'd sat a beer down just to my right. And yeah. I went to reach out for that beer and I was facing like 270 degrees in the oh, opposite really? direction. Okay. I was like, what the hell's going on yeah. here and reaching out at nothing? <laughs> and then, like, when you lift the goggles up and reality hits you in the face again and it's not the reality you'd looked at five minutes earlier, you're like, what the fuck am I? Yeah. <laughs> so back to the episode. And Homer is happy to have Lisa at home. Marge and Homer are in bed. And he's just... It feels like the family's all together again. Yeah. It's been a long time. Cause, and that's another thing I forgot. I forgot that Lisa was actually studying in England. Yeah, right. Yeah, and that's... Yeah, obviously how they'd met. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, we also get uh, a little dig at Fox, by the way. You just yeah. hear that cheesy music in the background. It's porn music. Yeah. Fox <laughs> became a hardcore sex channel so gradually I barely even noticed. Yep. Lisa oh, is home, classic Homer here. It's so great. Just listen to the murmurs in the other room. Keep it down in there. <laughs> Lisa apologizes to Hugh and Hugh's saying, you've got nothing to apologize for. But as she goes to sleep, he's starting to obviously second guess. Yeah, eyes wide looking up to the roof. Is he second guessing marrying her or what is he doing? I think he, in a way he's fearing what else could go wrong from this point. Mm. He's not second guessing marrying her no, at any he point. Because he, he was going to go through with yeah. it. Yeah. No, it's just that, well, he even has his, it's, tomorrow's going to be a big, long day. Yeah. It's just thinking of, oh God, yeah. I've got another 24 hours of this. That's true. Bart goes to see Lisa. Wow, Lisa. Looking at you makes me want to get married for a third time. I met a really nice exotic dancer the other night at Hugh's bachelor party. Hugh didn't have a bachelor party. We had one in his honor. I had one in his honor. I went to a strip club. You know what that's like? That's Mo on oh, the lie detector. Yeah, yeah for sure. We referenced before that we had uh, another reference to Millhouse, and I fucking loved this moment of the episode where she says, "I feel funny wearing white." You know, Millhouse. Oh, Millhouse Shh, doesn't count. As a kid. Exactly. That no one, no kid understands what that means. Nope. But as an adult, like I mean, a it's a funny joke, but b I love that that is something that they share, and you feel like they're yeah. the only two that know. I don't think Bart knows, and Homer certainly wouldn't know. It's just this little moment of. Bond mother and between daughter. mother and daughter that you so rarely see. Even given the, the lock of hair. Yeah, that's true. The, the, Something blue. The last five minutes of this episode are so touching. The moments between... Mm. Even, even the moment between Bart and Lisa was good until the, I went to a strip club. Yeah. But it was... 
every every member of the Simpson family is happy and proud for her. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. So Hugh then introduces Homer to his parents. You know what's great about you English? Octopussy. Man, I must have seen that movie twice. Yes. Yes. Well, that's not too bad. All the guests start arriving. Patty and Salma warn Mrs. Grubbubble. Don't you go near that, okay? Oh, yeah. And Smithers... That doesn't compare to Burns breaking in half. Yes. We've uh, got a little situation here. And as Maud Flanders was at the wedding. Obviously, hadn't planned to kill well, her off yet. They obviously didn't know that... Um, T-shirt guns were going to be coming and shooting her. Or that... Maggie Roswell wanted Maggie to Roswell was going to move to Colorado. Yes. This is where Homer goes to see Lisa. This is the... Besides the ending, this the is emotional, the, touch, the emotional touchstone of the episode. Yeah, for sure. It's the way he calls her. He, I'm just, just going to play the clip, but this the way he calls her his greatest achievement. Yeah. And she did it all by herself. You know, it's just fantastic. Fantastic acting from Dan. We'll just play the clip. Little Lisa, Lisa Simpson. You know, I always felt you were the best thing my name ever got attached to. Since the time you learned to pin your own diapers, you've been smarter than me. Oh, Dad. No, no, let me finish. I just want you to know I've always been proud of you. You're my greatest accomplishment, and you did it all yourself. You helped me understand my own wife better and taught me to be a better person. But you're also my daughter. And I don't think anybody could have had a better daughter than Dad, you. Dad, you're babbling. See? You're still helping me. So Lisa notices that the cufflinks are still with Homer. She says, mm-hmm. I thought you gave them to Hugh. I obviously must have forgotten. Homer, it's great here that the fact that he has accepted that, okay, I offered them to him. He doesn't like them. He didn't make a big fuss. He was just going to accept it. Yeah. You know? That, yeah, that, that was just, a, just quietly go off and yeah. go, all right, well, yeah. He it's only going to become more embarrassing he, if you make a thing. It's kind of like, this is your day, not my day. I'm not going to ruin it for you. Yeah. But she says, no, fuck that. This is this is your part of my life. I want you to be part of my day. So she goes up to see Hugh and says, why didn't you wear the cufflinks? And this is where the real Hugh comes out, doesn't it? Yeah. I must say you were right. This has been quite trying. You know, I've attempted to enjoy your family on a personal level, on an ironic level, uh, as a novelty, as camp, as kitsch, as a cautionary example. Nothing works. Frankly, I'll be quite relieved when we get back to England and we won't have to deal with them. Are you saying we won't see my family again? Well, possibly your mother will come when the children are born. I can't believe I'm hearing this. I don't want to cut my family out of my life. Really? But Lisa, you're better than this place. You're like a flower that grew out of a pot of dirt. To say. Oh, come on, you complain about them more than anyone. Maybe, but I still love them. And I don't think you understand that. Also, um, I love that delivery from Lisa as well. Like, that's one of the times that you see her get emotionally tense. This is peak Yardley Smith. Mm. She's amazing in this episode. It's yeah. no wonder why they won the Emmy for it. Yeah, this episode. she carries it so well. Fantastic. Maggie, Maggie gets up to sing. Yes. You think, finally, yeah. and then stop everything. The yeah. wedding's off. <laughs> Krusty's. <laughs> oh. Krusty does not look healthy. No, he's bad. <laughs> he, isn't he looks poorly. I was actually going to mention this. What's great about the fact is that Springfield has changed, not too much, but it leaves you open to think of what's happened. For, for example, Krusty. Yeah. You don't. I don't tell you why he's like that. No, ah, presumably just. I leave it up to you. But yeah, old oh, life, um, life of and, yeah. Well, he never took drugs, did he? We've, we've, we've oh, established this. booze. They never mentioned drugs, just yeah. alcohol. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lovejoy then takes any opportunity to talk up church. This never would have happened. Yeah. If it was in church and not outside, Lisa then leaves and we cut back to the present. Yep. And we get the fortune teller. Explaining that she only tells, she specializes in uh, heartbreak stories or something like that. It's a very, uh, oh, uh, what's that? The, 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 lip, the lips guy where he tries to get away, but it just fails. <laughs> the smoke bomb. <laughs> the lips of a thousand yeah. uses. So she sets up the smoke bomb and then 
still there. She's just still there. So yep. Lisa just walks off a little bit intimidated, a bit scared. Finds the bunny again. Yes. It sort of all Escalax. wraps up full circle. Yes, the Escalax. And she finds Homer and Homer's like, you won't believe what happened. And yeah. Lisa's now happy and proud. Wow. Yeah. T- tell me more, dad. And the, uh, what was it? I ate seven pounds of fudge. And it was, it wrote the teacups. I wrote the teacups. Then I got a little sick and I had to sit down. But then I, I wrote, wrote them again. again. <laughs> I love it. It's the best. I'm so great. So overall, this is a fantastic episode. One of my absolute favorites. Mm-hmm. Well, there's not much more we can really say about it. It's just... It's, it's, got everything, it's a brilliant episode. It's got everything that I want in a Simpsons episode. It's funny. It's got emotional moments. It's just... It's fantastic. What did we learn, Palmer? What did you learn from the episode, Mitchell? I learned that the future will have both more and less robots than I realized. I learned, in case you were wondering, Millhouse doesn't count. Nah. Well, I guess that means I'm still straight. Jamil! <laughs> Now, we took to Facebook to ask people what their favourite moments of Lisa's wedding were. Let's have a look through those. Beth uh, Beth Higgins, big fan of the Eskal Axe as well. Big fan of the podcast, Beth. Uh, Good old Beth. Emily Coe, the Piggy Cufflinks. She got some handmade for my father to give... Uh, so she got some handmade for her father to give her fiance as a joke before the wedding. I remember now we got some made for Katie? someone to give to her. Yeah, for Katie Reese to give We're to her fiance. We, we, we put her onto him as well. True, but we organise it <laughs> as a serious thing to be worn on the wedding. Uh, Steph Marnie, the last scene of the episode, Lisa and Homer walking away holding hands. Uh, Lisa and Homer's relationship reminds Steph of her relationship with her dad. Yeah, he so annoys me, me at times, yep. but at the end of the day, he's still my dad, yep. and I love him. You know what, Steph? You get a like for that. Yeah. Um, we like it when you tell us why Not just the moment that you like Tell us why Stephen, uh, Stephanie Waldorf The Rolling Stones poster Makes her laugh every time The Rolling Stones Steel Wheelchair Tour 2010 Not all that far from the truth Deno Mason says It's a great character episode In that I just think it's so bittersweet When Lisa tells you Maybe But I still love them And I don't think you understand that mm-hmm. I even get chills as I write this Simpsons gold For sure Uh <laughs> Um, Sarah Steel Tinker has just simply posted a gif of the English flag burning in Hugh's eyes <laughs> as, as, as tears <laughs> drip down. That's his great face. animation. <laughs> uh, and Angel Jones has just got Homer with the pig on the spit. Uh, Kristen Fritz has. Uh, this was actually a quote that we didn't. Um, we kind of glossed over, but Homer trying. To, uh, sorry, um, Hugh trying to gloss over the fact that he fell out of a second-story floor. Yeah. Oh, Lisa, please. The only thing that bru- was bruised in that fall was my spine. My spine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Stoneham has written You know what I love about The Simpsons? This episode I must have seen it twice Yeah <laughs> Well done Good note to finish on Alrighty so Mailbag Mitch What have we got this week? Uh, Lyle Rutherford Writes in He wants us to settle a debate mm. uh, Hi boys Love the podcast Gets me through some long days at work Where I potentially don't talk to anyone For the whole day I work out in parks I'm not just an asshole. I like I'm not just an asshole, Which implies that He's an asshole. But he's other things as well. One, uh, what he'd like us to settle a debate for him and his fiance. See, he believes that they sat behind some friends or family of ours at the Melbourne Symphony's concert of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone the other week. Heard the words podcast and are your family coming over from England for Christmas and a mention of Mitch sounding possibly different due to a cold and put a large wager on that being either Ash or Nicola in front of us. Can you settle this? No. No. We can't settle it. No, we can't settle it. That was not it. It certainly wasn't Ash. Uh, She was up in the Gold Coast. No. So, if you're listening to the show and you were out at Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, uh, symphony orchestra style, which is a great way to watch movies, I might add, 
uh, please write in. Tell us who you were. And I don't remember having a cold of recent times, so I'm curious as to know why I sounded different. Well, you had a cold maybe six episodes ago, seven episodes Did I? ago. Okay. Maybe, the, maybe they're behind. There's a chance I did. Just start listening yeah. to the episode. <laughs> you know. can, you, can I just go back? Did you call him Luke R- L- Lutherman? Is that what I did? No, Lyle. I said Lyle. Lyle Lutherman. It's L-U-T-H-V-E-N. That'd be Lutherman, wouldn't it? Or Lutherman. Lutherman? L- not Lutherman. Hey, man. Whatever. <laughs> just potato, potato. <laughs> oh, Craig Johnson. I don't know if uh, you would know any of these. Hey guys, long time listener in the show. Just wondering if any episodes of The Simpsons happened to air on your birthday. I think decided to send this email after finding mm. out the season four finale, Krusty Got Cancelled, aired the actual day he was born, May 13, 1993. I think Bart of Darkness aired on September 4th, 1994. Bart of Darkness? Let's have a look. Bart of Darkness. It aired on September 4th, 1994. Yeah, that's my birthday. That's pretty cool. I'm going to jump into a list of Simpsons episodes that have aired and I'll see if anything occurred on Feb 17. Mm, you do that. No, it won't be my exact birthday because I was born in 98, so yeah. that doesn't work. But we'll see if we can at least get You were born in 17. 98, were you? 88. <laughs> what we should be doing is looking up February 18th because that's really when your birthday would have been happening. February 17th in the States. Look, I, I have one birthday. <laughs> um, all right, so... No, haven't seen that one. Season 24, Hardly Kirking. Uh, that's obviously a Spock Is moment. that where they get back together? Kirk and Luan? Uh, let's have a quick look. Hardly no. Kirking is the 13th episode of the 24th season of The Simpsons. It, um, I think they got back together way earlier than that. Marge takes the family out on a TV free day after uh, finding Maggie watching a DVD from the Baby Poindexter collection, which according to the news was pulled for being ineffective in educating children. Meanwhile, Bart hangs out at Milhouse's place. While bored, Bart play, uh, squirts some epoxy in Milhouse's hair, gives him a haircut to remove it, but he removes most of his hair as a result, making him look just like his father, Kirk. Now that sounds like a fresh setup, right for comedy. <laughs> you know what I reckon it'll be fun? Because we're getting so close to the end of the golden period of The Simpsons, right? So with Patreon, we review... We've still got a couple of years. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But we're, we're running... We're getting towards the end. So the, the basis of our Patreon was doing premium reviews of episodes... In the golden era, so you can just skip ahead rather than have to wait. Mm-hmm. Do you think it'd be fun to pick, say, from season 20 onwards and just randomly pick an episode that we haven't seen and watch it and do a review on it for Patreon? I'm happy to give it a crack. Yeah. You know, I was actually thinking of doing like a Gogglebox style setup. That would be... F- I'd love to do that. Um, the only thing that I wasn't sure of is how you isolate the audio so we don't hear the thing. The, we just wear headphones. But then we're going to look silly wearing headphones. The guys on Gogglebox aren't wearing headphones. Well, you have, it needs a directional microphone. So, I used to do it when we were playing a video game. So, you just have the TV turned down. Just You can still hear it. But when we did the as Simpsons, long as I can hear it. When we did the Simpsons movie review, could you hear it in the background? Not review, the commentary, sorry. I don't think so. No. Anyway, that's an idea. I like the Like, Gogglebox, we could do a few episodes in a row and then we only have to be funny once every... 10 minutes so and just cut it together yeah, and yeah. people will think god these guys are genius yeah. <laughs> yeah. we also got an audio question this week didn't we Mitch we did yeah would you like to play that I for will. the listeners this was sent in by our friend Steve Matthews from the UK hi Mitch and Dando this is Steve from the UK long time patron I've just got a question for you uh, so say there's an atrociously bad film that you've seen uh, can you think of a film that is so horrifically bad that you never want to watch it again, but there was one scene in the film that you thought was sort of redeemable, sort of one good scene in that entire film, 
So I'm saying is there a diamond in the rough, so to speak. For me, it was uh, Click, uh, the film with Adam Sandler. Uh, the part where he uses the remote to go back to see his dad the last time he saw his uh, dad before he died. That scene always has me in tears. And I thought, wow, that does not belong in this awful, awful film. And in a better hands, the script could have been something way better. So that's what my question is. Is there ever been a redeemable scene in a really bad, and I mean really bad film? Okay, thanks uh, Thanks for listening to my question. Bye. Alrighty, Mitch, go. You're the movie man. What do you got for us? I wrote down a few, Steve, yeah. and thank you very much for the question. Um, the first one that sprung to my mind was probably one of the more recent ones, but it's Batman versus Superman, mm-hmm. and it's the opening scenes of that movie. So, Batman versus Superman, which picks up from the end of Man of Steel, where Superman and Zod are having their massive fight, and they're just leveling Metropolis. And Bruce Wayne happens to be in Metropolis for whatever reason. I, I assume he went over there because the alien landed. I mean, they kind of re... They, they have it set up so Metropolis and Gotham aren't too far away in, in this movie universe. Yeah. But it's when... Um, Building is collapsing, scenes reminiscent of 9-11 and Affleck, just as Affleck, driving around in like a mini or something like that from memory, tears his ass down to downtown, like, you know, central fight zones, gets out of the car and goes running towards the collapsing building as this wall of sort of concrete plumage comes smashing me in the face. It's one of the single greatest acts of heroism I've ever seen in a superhero movie because he has no powers in that moment. He doesn't have his toys. He doesn't have his suit. He doesn't, doesn't have his have powers car. anyway. No, that's just pure bravery and a, and a desire to want to do right for people. Mm-hmm. But almost as instantly that movie was let down for me. That moment was let down for me because he stands in the middle of that fog cloud and doesn't get the tiniest bit dirty. Yeah, and I, that's what I was watching that thinking, why the fuck does he not have any dust on him? Yeah, exactly. I was like, I, okay, I get that you don't want him actually standing in dust because you don't want him to get cancer. But fuck me, you couldn't have got some talcum powder or something and like a little bit of ash and I mean, just sprinkled it on his jacket. Just enough in his hair to give him grey hair for fuck's sake. Remember those, this is a terrible subject, remember the post 9-11, the, all the Those shots photos, the, yeah, yeah. that's Just covered in soot. That's what I wanted to say. I yeah. wanted to be more evocative of that rather yeah. than just walking through still looking like a movie star in what is clearly CGI smoke. Yeah. So that is, a, for me, that's the epitome of a thing that like in someone else's hands, give... Christopher Nolan that scene and that scene would stick with you for the rest of your life yep um, the next one I wrote down was 3000 Miles to Graceland which is I, I haven't seen so you have to explain so the basic gist of that you've got Christian Slater Kevin Costner Kurt Russell Courtney Cox so it's got a lineup. Ice Cube Ice Cube I didn't say no more and uh, the, they're just they're basically they're bank robbers or gangsters who want to rob a casino at the in the middle of an Elvis convention, so really? they all dress as Elvis impersonators that's to go rob what, this casino. That's not what the title made me think. I didn't think it was going to be about that. Yeah, no, you <laughs> it was like a road trip of Elvis lovers who were on their yeah. road trip to Graceland. And <laughs> it has great moments of silly stupidity, but you just want it to. You, it, it's at like if it's a it's at eight stupid, and you need it to get to ten for it to be one of those brilliant Commando Arnold Schwarzenegger style drinking movies where you just nonstop laughs the whole way through. Yeah, yeah. but the height of it for me. And you can look this up on YouTube. The end credits where everyone is dancing as Elvis Presley. Like, even if the characters had died, it's one of those ones where they all come back for the end credits. It's fairly so film. Kevin Costner. Is, well, it's not. But, I know, but that's yeah. what they do in all their films. But yeah. Kevin Costner is there doing the monkey with two, like, Glock 9mm dancing around with a couple models as cool. Elvis. And it's like, it's those five minutes that you're like, 
I feel like behind the scenes, this could have been the greatest thing of all time because these guys all clearly knew that they were not making Academy Award winning movies. Yeah. They were just having fun dressed as Elvis. You know it would have been a fun film to be a part of? Rat Race. Yes. Look at that cast. Good cast in how could, yeah. how could it not be? Mm. Like John Lovitz, Rowan Atkinson, like John Cleese, backstage, like off camera. It must have been amazing to mm. be a part of that. Give me, uh, yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I don't remember a lot about Rat Race, I'll be don't honest. You? Okay. I've seen it, but I was, yeah, it's not, I've only seen it once, yeah, watched it at school. It on, yeah, yeah. It's not a, it's not an ideal way for that to stick. What else you got on your list of Mitch? Um, Speaking of lists, we're about to record our top 10 Mo moments available exclusively on our Patreon mm-hmm. page. Patreon.com. Um, uh, all right, let's round it off. Jack, well, actually, no, that, I'm going to need time on that. Jack Clark wants to know, we might forward sell this one. Jack Clark wants to know what five episodes we like the least. Yeah, it's not something you can do off the top of your head. No. And it's not something I like to discuss anyway, but I'll make an effort Yeah, for Jack Clark. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to end it with Andrew Garrett's submission for a boring film synopsis. Oh, yeah, cool. So, this is yep. from a few episodes ago where we were talking about the Geelong advertiser that had summed up the imitation game as a mathematician tries to solve a code. Um, Jurassic Park, two children visit their grandpa. I think you... Didn't you say Jurassic Park, an old man finds a mosquito? Yeah, I did do that one as well. <laughs> but yeah, two children visit their grandpa. I like that. If you've got more of them, tweet them through. You've been quiet on the Twitter this week. Uh, I have been. Um, you were all over it for a good fortnight. It I'll was come just back. your thing. I'll come back. You need it's... to keep going. If it, by the way, if you're listening to this, I really want to boost our Twitter followers. So if you're listening and you love the show, please pull out your phone. And you right want to hear from me once a month. If you're driving, pull over, pull out your phone and go to Twitter and follow at FourFingerPod. The more followers, the better. Please, we'd really appreciate it. That's your job for the week. Follow us on Twitter at FourFingerPod. Right, Mitch, any question, Any more questions for the mailbag? No, that's it for the mailbag. That's it for the mailbag. Ending it on a high. Do you want to know? Let's just get the stories of our week. What happened to you this week, Mitch? Because I've got a, quite a corker that happened to I me on Saturday you, morning. I, you know, I mourned for Hillary Swank and then I remembered that she was still alive. My car is no longer drivable. Oh, I was going to ask you about this. Yes. Because as God is my witness, <laughs> your bumper has broken in half. <laughs> it's not good, is it? It's completely fucked up. So basically what happened was, I mentioned on last week's show, Nicola and I bought a new bed. So the frame was getting delivered. And then the mattress was getting delivered from the mattress store. Yeah. So the frame gets delivered. No worries. My car's parked at the front where it still is. We're building the frame. And about an hour later when the mattress was supposed to rock up, they're pulling up. We see the truck coming down the street. Mm -hmm. And we just hear this almighty bang. I said to Nicola, what the fuck was that? And we look at the front window and the truck is at the front of our house. Mm -hmm. There's nothing said of it. And Nicola goes, it was the truck. must have just been the... um, like they must have slammed their brakes or something. Just the, the truck brakes yeah. or whatever. Just yeah, the like they, they can make that. Yeah. I don't know if it's the air brake or whatever yeah, it is. Because really, I don't know anything really about cars. Sound, but, yep. you know? So we think nothing of it. And they pull in. And the guy who sold us the mattress was the guy driving the truck. Young nah, guy, 20 years that's old. That's a bad sign. Yeah, 20, <laughs> 21 years old guy. 20 year old guy. And he's with another guy who's about 20 year old. Just skinny little skater boy looking guy. I said, oh, hey, mate, how you doing? And at the shop, he was really chirpy. He, was, he wanted to know all about us. And this time he goes, yeah, good, mate. Uh, where's it going? Suddenly, really, suddenly he's very sheepish. Really quick. And he, he, he looked odd. It, 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 it was very off-putting. I said, oh, just in this room. He goes, yeah, cool, no worries. I said, do you want, want me to come out and help you? And he goes, no, no, we got it, we got it, we got it, we got it. So they, they have the mattress and they're pulling it in. They just chuck it on the bed. And he goes, all right, thanks for that. Appreciate it. And then I said, oh, don't you have to sign something? And he goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah sign, sign this. So Nicola signs it off and they're gone. <laughs> yeah, just sign this waiver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're gone, right? They're gone. Yep. My dad rocks up less than 10 minutes later and says, what the fuck happened to your car? I said, what do you mean? And he goes, the whole front's all smashed up. I went, what? I went out the front, it's all smashed up. We put two and two together. That bang was the truck hitting my car. Yep. So Nicola calls up the store and the, the girl's saying, oh, well, 
okay, well, I'll, I'll call the boss and see what he can do. You didn't tell the boys at the time? Are you sure it was them? I'm telling, I'm, I'm telling you it was them. Yeah. So then she said, I'm not going to call the guys. I'll just call the boss. Yep. And about half an hour later, we don't hear Twice from Twice moved because they've already proven to be untrustworthy yes. in a moment of panic. And I said to Nicola, I'm telling you, she's going to tell the guys. They're going to try and cover it up. So half an hour later, she calls them back. Nicola says, well, what's going on? We haven't heard from the boss. She goes, oh, well, I couldn't get a hold of the boss. So I called the, I called the guys and they don't think it was them. And I said, well, it was them. She goes, all right, well, they're coming over to have a look anyway because they're, they're pretty sure it wasn't them, but they're going to swap insurance info anyway. And Nicola goes, so they're admitting that they did it then. She uh, no, 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 they're not admitting fault, but they're just going to swap insurance info. So they're admitting fault. No, 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 I'll, 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 I'll leave it to them. So she hangs up the phone. They rock up. Well, they call up Nicola as they're on, on their way over. Mm-hmm. And they said, now, uh, I won't say the girl's name at the store. She says that you, um, you say that we hit your car. And Nicola goes, yeah, you did. And you left without telling us. <laughs> no, no. You see, when, when we got out of the car, it was already like that. So I just assumed like it must have just already been like that. Like, yeah. we, we didn't. That's because you were in the car when you hit it. <laughs> so, so then Nicola goes, well, no, you did because the, the, the truck, my, my husband had gone out to his car no more than 10 minutes before that yeah. to get his car charger, his phone charger out and the car was not like that. And I said, I said, mate, there's a giant white mark along the side of the car where you hit it. Yeah. He immediately responds with, giant, mark, wa- giant white mark and, th- and the words <laughs> like such and B- such, business such and such betting. <laughs> But then his response to that was, no, no, you see, because when we were leaving, this white Commodore comes speeding around the corner. And I said, you just told me you saw it when you got out of the car. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, maybe it was us. Yeah. Oh, we're coming over anyway. So they come over and straight away they're like, yeah, it must have been us. Yeah, yeah, it must have been us. But those little shitheads tried to talk their way out of it. He said, I saw it when I got out. It already looked like that. No, it was a white Commodore that comes speeding around the corner 10 minutes after I'd already seen it like that. Anyway, so that's why my car's... Smashed up, and yep. I don't know when it's going to be fixed. Well, there aren't a huge amount of furniture salesmen, really, that we can um, like. They're not winning Nobel prizes anytime soon. <laughs> no, but it's just a bother because now I can't a get bother. to work. <laughs> oh, drat and bother! <laughs> as shit as my car is, it got me to work, and now I can't get to work. Yeah, <laughs> you can't get some duct tape. Like fucking no, it's fucked. Man. Who was who was that <laughs> yes. bloke at Bathurst that like obliterated a kangaroo and still managed to complete the race? <laughs> yeah. It's just no, it's 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 had it. Yeah, okay. Um I haven't had anything quite that exciting happen. Um But then we went oh, this is the other thing. We went and saw Kevin Bloody Wilson on Saturday night. <laughs> what the fuck for? Boy, did I feel like a fish out of water there. Mate, Wait, was this up in Condoplin? <laughs> <laughs> I felt like I was back at the pub. How can a man in twenty seventeen get away with singing a song called Living Next Door to Abos? You know, you can't. People this Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with Hey Santa, Cla- uh, hey Santa Claus, where's me fucking bike? Right, no, <laughs> I'm fine with yes, that. Yes, because he says at the start of the show, um, it's going to be non-PC. Fine, non-PC, dirty jokes, whatever. Not racist jokes, right? Yeah. This is, this is what he said. This is in between songs. You know, fucking you drive through Melbourne now and there's all these concrete bollards stopping the terrorists from driving on our fucking streets. Why waste all that money? You know what they f- should fucking do? Put them at the airport. Don't let them in our fucking country. And then the crowd gave him a standing ovation. Yeah. Who do you think's going to see Kevin Mate, Bloody Wilson? it was unbelievable. Like, you had to see it to believe it. Nicola and I were sitting there after about 15 minutes in. I gave her to look like, look what you've done. Look what you have done. So, she booked this. Because someone, someone from her work suggested it, saying it's, he's hilarious. He's not hilarious. No. Like, this is the thing. One, I, one of his songs is funny. See, the thing is, in 1980s, 1990s, those songs might have been funny, but they're not funny now. No, people They're have got much more awareness They're about what is and isn't okay to say. You can't have sing a song called Living Next Door to Abos 
in an Aboriginal accent. No. That's, just, that's just unacceptable. I think anyone that's listened to the show long enough knows that I'm not, uh, not I'm not the sort of man that's going to go home, sit down and listen to Kevin Buddy Wilson. No, it's just... Or King Billy Coke Bottle, for that matter. <laughs> but it's a, it's a he's got his target audience, and boy, do they like him. Yeah. He's Racists a, and idiots. He sang a five-minute song about shit being stuck to the hairs of his ass, and they were loving it. Every time he said it, they were just laughing their heads off. Oh, mate. Well, just don't do it. You know, you've learned. No, I never would. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so a that, connoisseur that, of comedy. That was my Saturday. <laughs> I felt like I had a story, but both of those have just blown it out of the water. So now I've actually forgotten anything that I was talking about. Um, Shall we? Oh just- no, you know what? I had a bit of a faux pas with uh, my hairdresser. Hmm? So, is that what happened? My hairdresser. <laughs> Uh, not my regular hairdresser, Megan, but another girl that works there, um, is uh, is gay. She's in a relationship with mm, a woman. Yeah. And now you know that I have absolutely no problem about that whatsoever. No, Kevin Buddy Wilson, on the other hand. But despite the fact that <laughs> despite the fact that I've known this girl for a couple of years, it had never twigged to me that she was gay. I was like that with a girl at work. Yeah. Yeah. So I did know that she'd recently moved out on her own. And she had a housemate. And like that might have been three months ago or something like that. And she, so she mentions like, oh yeah, um, so Tash is moving to South, uh, South, sorry, not moving. Tash is going to Africa for three weeks. So I'm going to be on my own for like all that time. And I, I just gave it this like, huh, yeah, uh, Tash is your roommate. And that uh, Tash is my girlfriend. Ah. And then it was instantly in that moment of... Oh God! Now I sound like that dickhead that thinks like if two girls are talking about being together, then they could only be roommates because surely that's not God's way. That's not the way. It was. Um, so then I almost like I I went over the top yep. with like, oh, of course she is. Nah, that's brilliant. You live with a man, don't you? Perfectly normal. Yes, wonderful. Dig up, stupid. Tell me, <laughs> what's um? How does she kiss? <laughs> Well, at my work, because she used to come down all the time. She still does, but she was a friend of mine. And she, I, the signs are all there, but mm-hmm. I just never clicked, like you said. Same with you. But she mentioned that she went on a date and she goes, and they were wearing boyfriend pants. And I said, well, of course he was wearing boyfriend pants. Or, what a boyfriend or, or, pants? or wearing guy pants or whatever. Okay. And I said, well, of course he was wearing guy pants. And He's she, a guy. <laughs> and, and then she looks at me and looks around the room and she goes, oh, you guys haven't told him. And I was like, oh God, she's a lesbian. Oh God, she's a lesbian. Everyone starts laughing. I felt like this big. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know how... To, I, you can't talk yourself out of it. Like you said, the more you talk, the more you sound stupid. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> it's the worst I, thing in I the world. I just copped it on the chin and said, right, that's it. No worries. Yep, laugh at me. Nothing I can do about it. That's all, all, all you can do. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty, so Mitch, any final words for the listeners? Thanks for listening to our review of Listeners Wedding. I hope you enjoyed it. Mitch, I'm any a final words. friend of all the gays. Shh.